Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, Ashley. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm good, good. Excited to do yet another recap. Absolutely. Post Renaissance. <laughs> Post Renaissance. We'll be bringing our thoughts on Thursday. Yes, yes, yes. I am super excited. We are doing a throwback, and it is literally one of my favorite movies Mean Girls, 2004 comedy slash teen movie, an hour and 37 minutes, rated PG-13. It premiered April 30th, 2004 in theaters, had a budget of $17 million and made $130 million at the box office. It was a bona fide hit. Mm. Here's a quick summary. Katie Heron, Lizzie Lohan, was educated in Africa by her scientist parents. When her family moves to the suburbs of Illinois, Katie finally gets to experience public school and gets a quick primer on the cruel, tacit laws of popularity that divide her fellow classmates into tightly knit cliques. She unwittingly finds herself in the good graces of an elite group of cool kids dubbed, quote-unquote, the plastics. But Katie soon realized how her shallow group of new friends earned their new nickname. This film stars Lindsay Lohan as Katie, Rachel McAdams as Regina George, Tina Fey as Mrs. Norberry, Tim Meadows as Mr. Duval, Amy Poehler as Mrs. George, Lacey Schaubert as Gretchen Wieners, Lizzie Kaplan as Janice Ian, Daniel Frenzies as Damien, Jonathan Bennett as Aaron Samuels, and Amanda Seyfried as Karen Smith. This film was directed by Mark Waters, screenwriter Tina Fey, and Lauren Michael was a producer. And really quick, Mark Waters has directed some of my favorite, well, movies I've enjoyed, like Just Like Heaven, Freaky Friday, He's All That, which is a recap we've done, and mm-hmm. Vampire Academy. So let's take a look at some ratings. Ron Tomatoes. Critics gave this film 84%, the audience 66%, and Google users gave this film 88%. Ashley, what is your grade for Mean Girls? 
I waffled on my grade, right? Because Me Girls is a classic. I have the DVD sitting <laughs> on my TV stand <laughs> right now, right? So it's always hard to remember over the years how you originally felt about it. So I can only really speak to how I felt about it this last watch that I just did before we're doing the recap to just refresh. Not that I have not seen this film a million freaking times, but there are certain pieces that did not age well. I will say that looking oh, at it again. Yep. And so as much as I love this, and for me, it is a classic. It is a, a teen classic in the likes of a lot of the other ones that we've loved over the years, it's going to get a B from me today. Mean Girls is going to get a B. What about for you? So I graded based off of my continued love for this movie. I have seen this movie a million times and rewatching it, there are things that stick out before that did not previously courtesy of age and learning and mm-hmm. societal norms but I am still going to give this film an A because there are so many quotes that I love, like (laughs) so many that makes this a classic for me. And to your point, this was our generation, the millennial generation's clueless, you know what I mean? And it's just simply iconic peak early 2000s. Lindsay Lohan and her era. Absolutely. And Rachel McAdams, even though she was a grown ass woman playing a teenager. Well, for me, this was her breakout. It's not her and her element. Cause I was thinking when I was rewatching, I said, has she ever played mean ever again? I don't think no. so. She did it so well though. She did. So well, if you haven't seen this movie, what have you been doing? But if you, you may just be a black person. That's like, I don't <laughs> I don't watch this. This was a big deal. I did too. I'm just joking, saying that there are some (laughs) movies that Black people are like, that's not uh, uh, uh." priority. I'm not watching that. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. The film opens up with 16 year old Katie, who is going to school for the very first time. For the last 12 years, her parents were research zoologists. In Africa, they didn't take the time to identify which country or countries they were in. They were just simply listing Africa. I'm like, oh, we were doing that then. Okay. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Being in high school is just a new experience. She's coming in as a junior. She's really intelligent. She's taking 12th grade calculus, but she's not used to all the social norms of asking permission to go to the bathroom or just knowing where to sit and eat at lunch. She meets BFFs in Janice and Damien, who is quote unquote, too gay to function. And then Janice, who's like peak emo girl. (laughs) I feel like all of the stereotypes (laughs) exist in this world. So you almost try not to feel too offended because everything is (laughs) offensive, pretty much. Touche. And they give her the lowdown on the social hierarchy at the school. So actually, one of the most iconic scenes 
is the breakdown of the lunchroom. We actually talked about this just in our last recap with Ms. Marvel. They did that for the group the at the clicks. mosque. Yes. And so let's let us not forget about the Asian nerds and the collisions and the girls who eat their fillings and the unfriendly hot black hotties. <laughs> and my favorite, the sexually active band members, which I knew several. Okay. I'm just That's a nod to American Pie as well. We are introduced to the plastics, the teen royalty. We have Karen Smith, who's the dumb blonde. Gretchen Wieners, who's rich, and the school gossip, my favorite line, one of them, her hair is so big because it's full of secrets. (laughs) And we have Regina George, who is Queen B. I I think it's interesting because we have had several teen movie recaps, and we have iterated time and time again that we didn't experience this level of clickdom. Yeah, this hierarchy. <laughs> I need to know your thoughts when re-watching or if you remember your initial thoughts. Well, let's not count how many years ago this movie came out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I definitely cannot remember how I felt in 2004 when I first watched this film. But what's funny is this iteration of watching it, I realized, even though I've said that many times about that lack of hierarchy, when I thought about the fact they were called the plastics, I was like, now there were cliques, not in my high school, but in other high schools that did have names. For instance, there were the mm-hmm. Skittleheads. That was a clique of girls at Colonel White High School when I was in high school. Shout out to Colonel White and all the high schools and Dayton public schools back in Dayton. And at Dunbar, and my Dunbar friends don't kill me, I cannot remember, there were some cliques and there were some names there as well. So there was this thing of certain groups having names to them and things like that and like obviously there being thoughts behind why that is the case and popularity and all of that, but never to this degree. So again, with the classics, it's just interesting to think that people would have that level of influence over you, right? Where they're like many celebrities walking down the halls and they influence the fashion. They influence the way people feel about themselves, the things that people feel are appropriate or not appropriate. It's just fascinating to me. Again, it's a you're young, you're impressionable. So I understand yeah. it. But never have I had never have I ever experienced it in the flesh. So it's almost like just watching a sociological experiment. You know what I mean? Like, so is and this what life would be that. like? Yeah. yeah. Is this what life would be like? Because yeah, because to your point, it's like Katie is our straight character and she's yeah. our, our witness. She's yeah. our witness. Yeah. Straight as in, guys, by the way, straight and comedy means they're the person who is observing Mm -hmm. and not necessarily a part of the comedic action. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Not straight as in her sexuality. Right. Um, Random question. Have you ever skipped class before? Yes, I think I have. I think I probably did like senior year because I feel like by the time me and my classmates were seniors, it was kind of like, who's going to tell us no? Like, who's going to stop the whole class from doing what we're going to do? And I was in like an advanced honors program. So I wasn't really following a lot of rules at that point. And I was a valedictorian. So what y'all gonna do? Kick me out? You're That's so how funny. I felt. I know it was like you started. We started getting real cocky 
had a little 17, 18 year old seniors out here. So I think I did break some rules. Sorry, mom, uh, my senior year. So the first time I ever skipped was on senior skip day and we went to watch this movie. <laughs> I don't even think I got to do senior skip day because I think we had testing on yeah. senior skip day. We had senior skip day and about 15 of us went to the local movie theaters and we watched Mean Girls. It was the movie to see. It was so much fun. And I, that's part of the reason why I love it so much. Katie catches the attention of the plastics one day at lunch. They were curious and they asked her to sit down. And one of my favorite questions was, if you're from Africa, why are you white? Good old Karen. I bet a lot of people still would ask that question, though. Like, that's not even that's fair. Like, I feel like a lot of people still ask that question. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my. So the plastics ultimately invited her to have lunch with them for the rest of the week. Why do you think they were interested in Katie? That's a great question, because watching it with my adult eyes, I was constantly thinking, what even makes y'all special? (laughs) What even makes y'all the click of clicks? Because they're cute and have the nice cars and homes. I guess. Like, that's what I honestly was gauging again. I'm like, what was the thing that made y'all the shit again? Like, y'all personalities are so very basic to me. Like, in their conversations, their rules, like, they... They didn't have that 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 zhuzh of like top dog to me. So that yeah, was, Regina George did, but yeah, Regina was just a bitch. So obviously yes. it yes. made sense just her sheer for, force of personality. But I mean, as a as a whole, it was just kind of like you know, I've watched some other movies with these mean girl clicks, and yeah. a lot of times it's like, oh, I get it. And then as mm-hmm. I was watching Mean Girls again, I was like. If y'all went to Moscow, I don't think so. That part, that part. So, but your question, why? I think it was because Regina just was purely, it was sheer curiosity. This is a new face, a new person. I'm the queen of this school. Kind of like when Cher took Ty under her wing. Now, again, Cher had way pure intentions. She wasn't this type of uh, queen of school. But it was that, you know, oh, this is a new person. I want to understand or, you know, better understand what's going on with them or what have you. So I think it was more of that than anything. I think she just was curious. And obviously the other two are going to do whatever she says. Yeah. But I think part of the plastics power was just all the rules that they had. Right. Of course, we were pink on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, You only can wear a ponytail once a week. Uh, No tape top twice in a row and you can only wear jeans slash track pants on friday <laughs> would not fly these days athleisure is the move <laughs> it is it is did you ever have these type of rules in high school absolutely not like if it wasn't enforced by dress code nobody is telling anybody how they should or shouldn't dress and what how they should wear their hair or anything absurd like that again maybe if you have some friend who is very domineering and wants to try to you know control control you yeah. yeah but I never 
experience that. So I did not either. And I would not thrive under those conditions because, oh my gosh. Katie tells her friends, Janice and Damien, about this opportunity. And uh, Janice is like, absolutely do it because we want to know what they talk about. We find out there's tension between Janice and Regina George because Regina George is a horrible human being (laughs) and made a rumor that she was obsessed with her and that she was a lesbian. And so she wants... She wants her revenge. So Katie, who is just really getting whiplash from being socialized in this high school, is like, okay, I'll do it. Again, one of my favorite parts was, do you all have anything pink? And then Janice Emily says, no. And Damien's like, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm Janice. (laughs) We meet Amy Poehler as Mrs. George, who's not a regular mom. She's a cool mom. (laughs) One of the most said lines from this entire movie (laughs) regina's sister is in the living room dancing to milkshake by khalees lord jesus we are introduced to the burn book which is something that i've never participated in have you seen anything like this I've seen versions of this like in other movies, but I've never seen anything like this in reality. I think there was a movie. I can't remember which where guys did this to girls. Like they had a, yes. a ranking. I, was it um, like a swank, not a swank bank, but like some type of something like that. Yeah. yeah where they would rank the gr- Yeah, exactly. So other iterations of it, like in other types of movies and shows, but I've never seen anything like this in reality. Not that it would surprise me because I mean, bullying People is definitely are, a thing in school. Absolutely. I have to say being a parent rewatching this movie, I realized like, I definitely want my daughter to be more like a Katie than the plastics who just sit up in the mirror, criticizing parts of their body for sport and then look to you to criticize. It's like, uh, this is so unhealthy and gross. Like, oh my gosh. What a commentary it was too on variations in socialization. Like, is this a PSA for homeschooling? Because <laughs> one could say that Katie was much more well-adjusted, not socializing amongst her peers in this way and not living in America. That's another big factor. Then these kids. The emotional warfare of this three-way call, like... That was terrorism. Warfare, that was terrorism. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a crush on somebody? Oh my goodness. That's what Sunim's ex. Oh my God. Like, gross. Gross. So the big event that is worth mentioning that was a major turning point for Katie was the Halloween Mm -hmm. party that Aaron Samuels invited her to. What is your Halloween style? Are you (laughs) what? I'm laughing because I love Halloween. And so watching this scene again just cracked me up because I'm like, where's the balance? Like there is definitely a balance between going all out full freak show with a you know the face and the teeth and the costume which she looked fabulous but and the girls who literally were wearing lingerie and and ears like 
I am the in-betweens. I like being uh, something that is actually recognizable. Like in the not, last not few the puns, years. Right. Or no, not not <laughs> I'm a mouse, duh. Um, I mean like I was Lola Bunny, so I still got to be cute, but I got to be comfortable. That's another thing yeah. for me is comfort. I love comfort. being comfortable. I did Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, cute and yeah. comfortable so you know yeah. it's really uh kind of that in between for me I'm not out here trying to wear a thong and you know some call it a costume I've seen it I've even seen guys Same. do that where one guy one year he literally just had just a little it almost looked like a uh, banana hammock, hammock. Yep. over his junk yeah and everything else was out that's not my style that's too funny but and, and some people that's what Halloween is for for some people <laughs> absolutely absolutely and as everyone who listened to our podcast with any regularity I did not celebrate Halloween for so many years so I really don't have a style like I can't even tell you the last thing I dressed up as last year I got a black cape you did a witch I, I had a black cape and I had black lipstick and I put red lipstick under my eyes to look like something. I don't know. Oh, was that supposed to be a vampire then? So for some reason, I was thinking you had a like a witch hat. But if you didn't, were you it a vampire? A, it was a hooded cape. So. Oh. Um, so vampire. Sure. More sure. like vampire. Okay. Sure. <laughs> and that's fair. <laughs> Vampires are sexy if you're going for a sexy vampire. Okay. Oh. All right. And so we see Regina George hard at work manipulating Aaron, going as far as to say that Katie was obsessed with him and that she was putting an African voodoo something or other on him for him to be attracted to her. And she proceeds to kiss Aaron right in Katie's face. And Katie was like, what? Now I'm going to be a little shady. Can I be shady real quick? Always. Now, I know that her methods were wrong with the way that she lied to Katie and told her she was going to help and all this. But if I was Regina, I wouldn't want Katie fucking with my ex either. (laughs) But again, I wish Katie had enough sense to know, like, girl, what are you talking about? You do not ask his ex-girlfriend to put in a good word for you. Are you freaking serious? Well, Regina offered, but one would, if you were in that environment, know that her intentions obviously cannot be pure, especially because, you know, she's not a nice person. Well, you would think Aaron would have known that she was lying after a while, right? Like Aaron seemed like his head was up in the clouds about things that, and that irritated me a little bit this watch too. I was like, you of all people are very close to her you can't you don't is it the pheromones is it your age you're just too attracted to her to realize how terrible of a person she is when you are in high school you really only care about how someone looks but let's be real that's probably the biggest thing that katie did that was kind of fucked up was she didn't care about regina she did not care about regina even if regina did still feel some type of way katie was single focused single-minded on that man she asked for some tutoring. She got her a little kiss. She said, I don't care about Regina. <laughs> you about to be my man. Well, she was never truly her friend either. So one could say that as well. True. 
but she was pretending to be. So Katie was a little fucked up, but Regina was definitely fucked up. But <laughs> I'm just saying, Katie, you ain't you wasn't that innocent with that one. You wasn't that innocent. This was my favorite part. We get our plan, Operation Dethrone the Dictator. You remove the resources, you remove man candy, the body, and this army of skanks. One of my favorite things is they were really trying to come up with different ways to get at Regina George. And of course, none of them were working. Like they put, they gave her a foot lotion facial, they put holes in her shirt, but she had so much social capital that it really did not affect her like at all. My real question to you, Ashley, is this. Is Mean Girls a Christmas movie? What? (laughs) One of the biggest debates online is whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes, I know that. But why are you asking about Mean Girls? But the logic is because Christmas happens in the movie. Christmas happens in Mean Girls. Are you saying because they do the whole Jingle Bell rock and all this? Absolutely. It can't possibly. And you want to know why? Because it features more than one holiday. If that's the case. (laughs) Halloween stands where y'all at. And that means we also had Thanksgiving. They just didn't highlight it. Oh my gosh. Touche. Touche. So they realized quickly, like, all their little schemes wasn't working. What they needed to do was break up the band. And that means break Gretchen. And boy, did they do that. And she started leaking like a freaking dam. Like she talked about (laughs) Regina's nose job. She talked about Regina doesn't really actually like Katie, (laughs) but she's in the group anyway. And the biggest of all, of course, is that Regina was out here cheating on Aaron Samuels. With Shane Omen crazy 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 again speaking of the mental toll regina gave even the people in her small group the plastics gretchen didn't even wear hoop earrings because regina told her one day that she does not look good in it like ridiculous children these poor children you know what i wanted to ask you real quick why do you think it is that Regina didn't just date Shane Omen publicly instead of Aaron because Shane Omen was an athlete. He was on the football team, I believe. You would think, so yes. one could say he had the more social capital to be her public relationship than Aaron Samuels. I think Regina was so sadistic that she wanted to torture Katie, frankly. <laughs> I really think she was that gross. And she would, and you know how fun it is to sneak behind, you know, the scenes or whatever. So for sure. Unless I'm forgetting, was Aaron was Aaron athlete as well? Were they I both? Think so he was. I okay. Think he was like soccer or something. So it's just rugby. choosing between. Because I was two. like, I can't remember what it is about Aaron. Again, he wasn't good at math. So that's what I kept remembering. Like, I remember he wasn't good in math. I remember he was the one who wasn't getting the answers right. But yeah, that's a question I had watching this section. I was like, why don't you just be with Shane? But to your point, she is probably the thrill of the chase and living her best life in the auditorium. In the auditorium. In the projection room. Never got caught, but the coach did. Disgusting. Gross. And was messing with both of the little girls. The Yemenese girls. Yep. Coach Carr. 
I think one of my favorite schemes was the Cal team bars. And again, I think to the conversation of this not aging well, the use of the R word and the, the stereotype about being in Africa, the, you know, listing as the whole continent, not identifying particular countries and saying, Oh yeah, my parents passed out these bars for kids to gain weight. Like, just oh. even her coming up to the black kids in school talking about jumbo like <sighs> ma'am why would you come up to american black teenagers and think they're going to recognize a greeting from africa and, yeah and and calling them not nice black hotties or whatever not nice to who janice you what we got to talk about this <laughs> unfriendly black eyes yeah what we got to talk about (laughs) oh that's funny but my favorite scheme was of course the calteen bars which put regina over the top literally physically (laughs) unknowingly eating five thousand calories a day that is insanity insanity but the fact that she trusted her to just give her some bars that she couldn't read the labels and believe that they were actually supposed to be helping with weight loss was yeah interest was an interesting choice. I want to lose yep. three pounds, so you just gonna grab <laughs> some random food from your friend that she claims is legit. But let's not forget her diet evolved to an all carb diet, which works for who when. But when then she that ever worked. She loved to call Karen stupid. Like yeah. all of y'all, honestly, are stupid. Very, very. During this process, Katie. I'm sorry, I hate calling people stupid, but they were all special in their own ways. Very much so. But in this process, this fun project of sabotage started to transform Katie in a major major way she started blowing off Damien and Janice because she has major plastic sabotage to do on her own that she didn't even let them know about Janice had a art presentation that she invited Katie to and her parents had a show and at this rate Regina had fallen as Queen Bee because she was caught wearing sweatpants not on a Friday during all this commotion, there was a void for Queen Bee that Katie was able to mosey on in. I will say her transition into a mean girl was an interesting one because I don't know what was the turning point. I think it was a product of going so far down the rabbit hole that you no longer see the light, right? Like she was so far gone into this mission and it had become personal when she first started it it wasn't personal for her it was personal for Janice True. But at this point she went really hard because of the Aaron situation yeah. and it had become so personal and my question for you is was Janice a good friend to Katie given that Ooh. she initiated this situation that put Katie in this position Technically, I would say no, because you got to think about intentions and Janice's intentions were not good. Mm -hmm. And when you're starting off on a 
on the negative vibe like that, the likelihood of anything good coming out of it, I think is very low personally. What about you? I have to say, I agree. When I watched it this time, I was like, Janice, you also owed Katie an apology. Like you never took ownership for the fact that this was someone you knew was coming in, was vulnerable to this social hierarchy at this school, had no idea what was going on. They didn't even give her tools to protect herself from the, you know, the, I mean, the mind fuckery that went on within that group alone. You threw her ass to the wolves. You threw her to the wolves and you thought she was somehow going to survive the slaughter. (laughs) Like I definitely looking at it again, I was like, even though I get it that Katie definitely took a turn and she needed to be humbled and reminded of who she was. Janice was culpable in helping turn her into a monster. If she's a monster, then Janice is fucking Frankenstein. You know what I mean? yes yes you yes, can't yes. look at your creation and be like oh my god <laughs> come on that's sis. excellent point and again let's not forget the iconic quote you are a mean girl you're a bitch that's what janice told katie when she found out that she threw an entire party without her day ones oh the audacity and aaron wasn't feeling her too because he literally was seeing freaking Regina George <laughs> and Katie. There was something recently that we watched that reminded me. Boo, bitch. Yes! Thank you. Thank you. That, that's it. Mean Girls has had a significant cultural impact, so much so that we have the iconic ariana grande 2018 music video thank you next yep featuring the ultimate cool mom chris jenner (laughs) we also have it as a musical musical debuted on broadway october 2017 and it closed march 2020 our girl ashley park played gretchen in the original cast love that sure did she's our girl from emily in paris and to your point i also put boo bitch because i was like that transitioned from geek lovable quote-unquote nobody to queen b and who are you very much reminiscent of this storyline one could almost say they still took a page out of the coolest playbook though because ty also had her moment of i am beyond you now i am more than who you think i am like don't get this don't get this shit twisted so it also nods back to clueless so during this fever point in the film regina george not only did not get invited to katie's party which was the event to be at her new boyfriend told her about those cow team bars and her rage was quite satisfying. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> to know that she knew she got got was like checkmate bitch. But guess what? Regina was the one who was like, not today. Her mind is meant for war. Like the thing that <laughs> some people are built for this shit. <laughs> She put, she's a fuck 
ugly slut put her picture in it, reported it to the principal's office, and had photocopies strategically flung in the hallways of that school. Masterful. That was cold. It's cold. Touche, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Everything comes to a head when all the girls, the junior year, come together for, the, for an emergency attitude makeover. Again, some of my favorite lines was in the session when she was like, I have a heavy flow and a voice. <laughs> <laughs> The other one that had me was, I wish we could all get along like we did in third grade. I wish I could bake a cake full of rainbows and smiles. You don't even even go to this school. (laughs) What random woman did y'all let walk off the street and into this gym? But actually, I need to know this. What did you think about Janice revealing katie's plan to the whole school i think it was fair game at this point i think that janice again even though she didn't want to take responsibility for her own actions felt it was important for everybody to know the shenanigans that katie had really been up to because everybody does think that katie is nice and all this stuff and didn't realize she had gotten to this place in her life but at the end of the day one can say katie did what no one else could do and that was fuck over regina nobody else had been successful and that's why regina was so pissed yeah yeah because no one had ever outdone regina george so much so that regina was in a fury and of course katie follows her to confront her and regina gets hit by a bus I think what's funny about this is how random this is. You right. know what I mean? There was definitely foreshadowing because it happened in the beginning uh-huh. when Katie showed up to school. But the fact that people said that she pushed her in front of the bus, though, was seems so unfair. Like, there were witnesses. <laughs> it just added the salaciousness. But now I- I'm wondering, like, why did y'all make that choice? Was it just for the old adage of like, oh, in case I get hit by a bus? Like, why yeah. did y'all have her ass get hit? And buses don't come out of nowhere. <laughs> they really don't. And that fast? No. Where, where did this bus just barrel down the street from? Hilarious. Hilarious decision. Katie makes a notable quote that says, if you ever get bit by a snake, you got to suck all the poison out. So she has her mea copas across the board. I didn't mention this before, but during all the chaos of um, the revelations from the burn book, Coach Carr got in trouble because we find out he was sleeping with students. And then there were questions surrounded by mrs norberry on whether or not she's an actual pusher or not uh she was able to get her grades back up in math and again as a mayacopa joined the mathletes which they managed to go to tournament and win all in time for the coveted spring fling where she was crowned queen was this a memorable moment for you just thinking about all the times that you've seen this film, her giving her speech and 
breaking her crown up and giving it to everyone? Um, it's definitely a scene that for the sake of the movie is really memorable because I don't think at the time I thought Katie was going to actually win because of everything that had happened. I thought it was going to be more like Gretchen was going to win or, Mm -hmm. you know, Regina for sympathy because she's up there with a whole head and neck brace situation going on. She survived it too. Was like, what? Can't kill evil. (laughs) 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 Yes. So, yeah, it's memorable for that. But, you know, it also shows obviously a turning point in her trajectory and her coming back to the person she was at the start of the film and coming back yes. to herself, one could say, you know. But I, I, looking at it again this time, one thing I didn't enjoy is them at the Mathlete's competition pitting the two girls together as if we're the weak links. Yes. Gross. False. False narrative. False. Do your thing, Katie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Essentially, we have uh, Happily Ever After. Katie and Aaron are together. He goes to Northwestern. Regina George has an outlet for her aggression in sports. Gretchen becomes Queen Bee over uh, the girls who were fighting over Coach Carr. (laughs) Karen channels her talents through weather forecasting. Yes. Really quick, they had a reunion a year ago with Katie Couric, the cast of Mean Girls, and there were a couple of gems that I wanted to highlight here before we conclude. One, Lindsay Lohan really wanted to be Regina George. (laughs) And she said that she was just coming off of, what was it, the Confessions of... What was the name? I was about to say a shopaholic, but it wasn't that one. It wasn't that one. She wanted to do something different. But then, of course, you know, they convinced her to play Katie, the main character, which I think was definitely for the best, because I think this is Lindsay Lohan's peak at this rate. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Yes, thank you. Lizzie, who plays Janice, said that her channeling her was not a problem because she was her in high school. <laughs> they had pictures of her with her black, her nails painted black with wow. like the beanie and everything like that. But uh, the people casting thought she was too pretty to be Janice, but she was like, no, I got this. They asked Tina Fey if Katie and Aaron would be together today. And she was like, absolutely not. They would be Facebook friends because she's like I don't think anybody from high school should still be together. Whoa. Well, not, not in that way, but you know what I mean. She's like yeah. I want them to live full lives. Yes, I want them to have experiences, <laughs> go out, date, enjoy themselves. That's interesting though. I felt like at the end of the movie, one thing I don't know if it would be realistic is that I mean, I guess she did have a near death experience, but like Regina George was not only Queen B, she was like a girly girl. So the idea that she would give up all of that to be an athlete just felt a little like, I don't know how realistic that is. I get it for the movie's purposes, but it felt like such a shift. I say that because as a resident advisor, I specialized in freshmen for like three years. And I say that to say specialized in freshmen. I did. I did. (laughs) Because I didn't get upperclassmen until I was a senior. And I told them I didn't want to deal with freshmen anymore. (laughs) But freshmen, when they came in 
first semester are not the same people by second semester. And there were so many Regina Georges in terms of like the cutesy girl, you know, hair, makeup, heels, everything that had completely transformed to sweats every day with slides by the end of second semester. Don't get me wrong. Those women still exist, right? Who still wore the heels and things like that. But there is an evolution that can happen. And that's, gotcha. and that's why I say like, that's what I said. Maybe it's, it's the near death experience. Cause I guess when we're talking about, you're talking about people being plucked from an environment they were super familiar with and coming into a new environment. Whereas she didn't leave her environment. The environment True. just changed somewhat because the hierarchy yes. diminished. Yes. Whereas, you know, in that case we're, we're moving forward. So that was my only thing is like, if this had been, Oh, she went to college and she changed, that would make a lot of sense to me. Whereas but it's probably the near death experience thing that that'll know, do it had a profound <laughs> impact on who she was. So yeah. All right, Ashley. What are your final thoughts on Mean Girls? Final thoughts is always refreshing, as we've done with so many things now to go back and watch things again as you progress over time to get your takes. As to how things aged, as to how you feel about it based on now your age and your relatability. And Mean Girls is absolutely no exception to that. There were still many laugh out loud moments for me. The fact that we've gotten to see some of these um, folks go on and see what else they've done with their careers now is fascinating. To remember Amanda Seyfried in this role compared to the Amanda Seyfried of today. Yep. Rachel McAdams, the transition that she is going to have after this role. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating to watch. So it's just fun. Like, I'm glad we did this because it's just fun to go back and relive these types of things and yeah, just see it through a different lens. So I appreciate the ability to do that with another teen classic. Classic, classic. And when I tell you when past that Dutch instrumentals come on I still <laughs> get so hype I get so hype Missy and Timberland what they have done with music the fact that the stuff that they did, did let's not talk about how many years ago but still feel relevant today love it that production is classic but you know what I will never miss velour and low rise jeans who why did we think that was okay low rise is an abomination. Why did we think that was okay? I don't know. I don't know. Hard to watch. Never again. <laughs> I would. I. I am mom gene, and I'm not saying that because I'm a mom. But low rise made no sense. I can't believe we let them do that to us. I love high waist. High waist is everything. Everything, right? Silhouettes the body way better i don't know why that was a thing honestly even the fact that this new generation is trying to eliminate we've talked about this off mic probably skinny jeans and all this stuff y'all will pry skinny jeans off my cold dead body (laughs) (laughs) okay okay children skinny jeans are the fact that skinny jeans are the gene that not only complements almost every physique if you wear them and and know your size and all that what flatters you but also it's the shoe game for me baby thank you y'all not gonna hide my shoes under no boot cut y'all not gonna hide my shoes (laughs) under no wide leg pant 
I was big when we were in high school too. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> like y'all kids kill me. And these kids trying to tell me I can't do a side part. You know what? I'm going to get off of it. Because we're not going to have this conversation. It's, it can devolve. They? Do you know what a side part can do for you? Is all I have to say. I am a big proponent of switching it up, though. Like, I remember the moment I went from side and did the middle because Michelle Obama did it that one time. <laughs> that, that blunt look. And I was like, I'm going to be like Michelle. And when I said, I was like, oh, this works? Yes, options? I have no problem with options. It's the this is the only part you should do. It's the, we yeah. don't do side parts anymore. Like, excuse you, I've done a middle part. I used to do middle parts in high school. And you know what? When I got grunt and I started doing <laughs> side parts, I said, oh, baby, this is it for me. So that's all I'm saying. Don't try to tell me what I can and cannot do, kids. Y'all do y'all in this new little generation. Let us old heads live our best lives in our skinny jeans and our side parts. And that's all I got, Delora. Well, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else time for hitting gems yes yes all right get off my diatribe and move into some content two hidden gems for me this week my first one surprised me because i didn't think i was going to enjoy this series it is irma vep on hbo max led by the wonderful alicia vikander i love her and everything i see her in but it didn't grip me at first because I didn't really understand the premise of this show. Is she an actress or a spy? She's an actress, but she's portraying a character. So okay. it's eight episodes. It just had its finale. And it's based on the movie of the same title. And so the series follows Mira, who Alicia Vikander portrays, and she's a movie star in America, but she's disillusioned with her career, just had a recent breakup. And so she goes to France to star as this character, Irma Vep, in a remake of a French silent film classic. And so she's struggling basically to hold on to herself as well as get into this character because this character kind of like takes over her identity in a way. And so the show is kind of about, you know, art and life and um, fiction and reality. And it kind of blurs the lines a little bit, even as you're watching. But I think I love the way that they do it too, because you get to see her. You know how I said, remember I told you one of the things I loved about La La, La, La Land, Land was that scene where you see Emma, Emma in character having to portray yes. another character. Yes. Alicia is doing this basically the entire series, right? Wow. Because she's an actress in it, portraying another character so it's just layers and so I like seeing kind of how they go about that process and how they have her go about that process so I think that for me personally is like satisfying and then I didn't really know much about this story and this character of Irma Vet because it really is a French classic character so that's also interesting just because you know we love to dive into shit like that so Irma Vep, like I said, eight episodes on HBO Max, just had its finale, so you can watch it in total, which is always great. Check it out. Second one, I love that for you on Showtime. Yes, I had to do a seven-day free trial of Showtime, so I need to gobble up some more content. I'm currently watching The First Lady. Okay. It was painful with the Michelle Obama, it was. But <sighs> this show... Also eight episodes, comedy starring Vanessa Bayer, Molly Shannon, and the incomparable Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis steals the show 
as far as I'm concerned. Yes. And this this show is about a woman who overcomes childhood leukemia to achieve her dream of becoming an on-air host at a home shopping network. It's actually loosely based on Vanessa, who stars in this real life, because she really did overcome leukemia and she was obsessed with like the home shopping network, which I didn't realize until I was looking it up today. I had no idea. But the show was just really funny. It's a great ensemble cast. It's seen behind the scenes of something like, you know, HSN or something like that. And Jennifer Run is the founder and, and, president of this network so she's running the show and so to just see how she navigates people molly shannon is like an old head but she's still like top dog as far as the other personalities on the network so it's just an interesting like ensemble cast and it's funny so check that out if you have a showtime subscription i love that for you and that's what i got what about you delora <laughs> that title is really fun mm-hmm I have two hidden gems this week. The first one is absolutely not hidden because it's the number one movie at the box office. Nope. (laughs) David and I were able to see this movie together. When it comes to Jordan Peele films, I really try to see them in the first week if possible, first two weeks, because I do not want them to be spoiled. And this film was this film was good I think there's a lot to be said and there's a lot of thoughts going on on like what you know the motive who's the real villain all those type of deep you know Mm. conversations but Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya did a really good job Kiki's character did get on my last nerve so I will say that But Daniel, Daniel can say so much with a facial expression. Mm -hmm. Like it is truly a talent. And I'm like, duh, he was in the first one. Get out. And we, how can we forget the iconic shocked one tear look? Sunk in place, bro. I did not get over Get Out for two weeks to a month. So my question to you is, is this scary? Is this traumatizing? You know me. Am I, can I handle this? Nope. You'll be fine. Okay. I love how you did that. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite character though, I will say his name was Angel. His name is Brandon. He's a little cutie. Best character. Well, outside of Daniel, of course, but. He was fun. I really, really enjoyed him. Brandon Perea. He's up and coming. He wants to be in Marvel. I hope he manifests whatever he wants because he was a joy in this movie. Apparently his nope audition made Jordan Peele cry. That's the headline from the New York Times. Okay. All right. So, oh, I'm seeing that now, actually. My second hidden gem is another novel. I was about to say, you think Doja's going to slide in his DMs? <laughs> he would definitely be a good one to slide into, though. I don't know how tall he is, though. <laughs> that just came to me. Go ahead. My second hand gem is a novel. As I mentioned last week, I am still on my audiobook kick. And I'm also in knowing you know outlets that bring me joy so that's 
music, that's listening to a good podcast and finding inspiration in a book. Fiction. Again, I was never ever really big rom-com novels. I used to be really big into like YA dystopian sci-fi type books. And I realized I haven't read one of those in a very long time. Like I read all of the Shadow and Bones, Hunger Games, Divergent. I read all of those. I never got into, you know, rom-coms until literally a couple of years ago. But this one, I had no idea what this book was about. I just knew it was a top rom-com seller and I just went ahead and signed up for it. And this is The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Is this book a good book? The main character, Olive, kind of rambles a little bit, but that's kind of like the, oh, I'm cute and quirky and I ramble. And the guy is very much tall, serious and borderline grumpy, mm-hmm. that to- that whole dynamic. And then the trope is- Very Jane you know, Austen. Fake relationship made real eventually. It's a, you know, rom-com, so it's a happy ending, but- It is all sunshine and rainbows in terms of their sweet interactions with one another in the beginning, but their love scene is something I was not expecting, and I was blushing. I was like, oh, (laughs) I was like, oh, we're doing that? Are we talking (laughs) Fifty Shades level of erotica? Give me a scale. (sighs) The scale is one of the, (laughs) it was one of those, like, I don't know if it's going to fit. He's like, you can take it. It's like, okay. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. I don't know. Uh (laughs) Leave it in. That's what she said. Leave it in. Whoa. Love it. That's some Samantha Jones experimentation right there. I think we just have to be friends. I am literally trying to compose myself because Ashley, you're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said too. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not quite 50. There's no toys or anything like that. But it's just like, it was a moment in the book and I was just not anticipating because I you know you read these rom-com stories and it's very like oh and we made love you know and then we move on to the end or whatever oh see I don't read those type of rom-coms I definitely <sighs> love a good sex scene in a book so so there is a lot of rambling you have to get to but again it was it was such a joy but when we got to that part I was like Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was a pleasant surprise. That's all I'll say. And we're, you know, checking out. It is a New York bestseller for a reason. <laughs> Got it. Actually, I'm going to stop it now. Okay. Now that you've given us a taste, y'all go ahead and get y'all copies. And on that note, we will be back we appreciate you guys as always for listening and i'm sure there will be plenty of ish for us to get into a little later in the week so we will talk to you guys then